Hopefully, this will work. Yes, hopefully it will work. Welcome, everybody, to the more socially distant summers of a podcast. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex, and I've been banished from the corner of your room to your basement once again. <laughs> it's not exactly a basement. Honestly, your apartment is nicer than ours. What are you talking about? My apartment is like ten times dirtier than yours. Well, I'm also talking. I'm mostly talking about the fact that you have one of the renovated units and we don't. Kinda. Still got the same shitty sink though. Yeah. You're at least your cabinets close. Yeah. <laughs> Our cabinets Fair. do not close. Oh man, and there's gonna there's there's mowing going on because we're doing this in the middle of the day today because we've got so much stuff going on. Um, in spite of the social distancing, our social calendar is filled for once. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's Passover tonight. Yeah. Well, is it is is it <laughs> is it is it pass is it actually Passover tonight or are we just celebrating it tonight? No, I, I think it's no, it's tonight. Okay. Begins begins the evening of Wednesday, April eighth. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Um. It has to be a Passover because Friday is Good Friday, and the Sunday is Easter. Okay. And those two Does things that, coincide with each other. I yeah, I know. I just thought that okay. they. I thought that Passover and Good Friday happened on the same day. Is that not right? Because mm. no. isn't isn't no. that no? Okay. Nope. No, no, wait. Good Friday is the day that the crucifixion happened. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What's a Good Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not a great Friday. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Is it? Yeah. All right. Uh, So, yeah, we're recording in the middle of the day. There's there's (laughs) mowing going on outside. This is a very weird energy for this podcast, I feel like. Yeah, we just literally a few minutes ago got the word that uh, Bernie suspended his campaign. Yeah, so So. we get... We get to choose in November. We get the choice between the uh, the the sundowning old rapist and the sundowning old rapist. Who go, who are you guys voting for? <laughs> I'm voting for Madame Guillotine. <laughs> uh, I might vote for Vermin Supreme. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about it. Oh my god. <laughs> I am no. So like I canvassed. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I. You know, I did canvass. I voted for Bernie in the primary, but I canvassed for Hillary. Um, And I volunteered. And, like, I'm not doing that this time around. No. No. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm not not volunteering for Biden. Um, It's just frustrating. And so, like, I'm, I'm immediately thinking of, like, you know, the thing that I kept hearing over and over when I was, like, volunteering. It was, like, the later weeks of the campaign. And so at that point, they were like, don't even bother, like, trying to tell people, like, try to persuade people, like, literally just be like, what's your plan for voting? Do you need a ride to the polls? And that is it. Like, don't say anything else. And so, like, the one thing that I kept getting over and over and over was, like, the, um, were people telling me, like, there's no difference between these two candidates. And, like, in 2016, I don't know if that was entirely true. It is absolutely true in 2020. Like, Mm. I... Like, I don't have anything. And I think that's what's going to happen again is, like, a lot of people are just going to be like, I'm just going to stay home. Like, there's no difference between these two candidates, you know? And it's like, unless you have, like, a really, like, strong tie to Biden or the Democratic (coughs) Party, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Like, I just don't see 
Yeah, I, I've said out. it before, and I'll say it again. This primary was the general, and it's wild that uh, that the Dems decided decided to to lose it. Uh, yeah. They just like they but, fought I mean, class... so hard to <laughs> mm-hmm. like they were like anybody but Bernie. Like we mm-hmm. will put anybody on this stage except for Bernie, and it was like they, I mean, it's just it's insane. It's 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 insane. It's because class, you know trumps all like the 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 ruling class is going to support itself even if that means losing to trump again yeah yeah um, and that's always been the case and that's why bourgeois democracies have been a sham since forever <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway i don't know i feel like this is this is screaming into the void part two um <laughs> yeah like what was part one last last time we did a podcast <laughs> was screaming into the void yeah now it's just screaming into the void part two today yeah but for different reasons for for slightly different reasons oh I've... my god it's like even in the midst of a pandemic even in the midst of a literal plague <laughs> well that we seems can't to vote be why for the he... medicare for all candidate yeah you know what nope. i mean like like all these people have lost their jobs lost their health insurance but like that's the thing it's like i'm sure those were the people who were voting for bernie and then wisconsin was like actually we're gonna throw out all of these votes and i'm just like i can't i literally can't that seems to be part of why he suspended his campaign in the first place was Mm -hmm. because he realized that if he continued to stay in they're going to keep holding elections that people have to go and expose themselves to the pandemic in uh it's like they would rather kill their electorate than yeah, they absolutely yeah. would mm-hmm. yeah um i mean so i guess the only the only the only chance you have for that at party is if um biden just like slips into a coma before the election before the the uh the convention i mean there uh, which they is have... a possibility honestly one thing that i've heard people say that i'm like i'm just gonna be I'm going to be so disgusted if this happens. And I've been joking about voting for Vermin Supreme, but if if what this if this actually We can't happens, support a pony in this economy, Nicholas. Yes, we can. Well, but the economy <laughs> will be different. It'll be a pony-based economy. And time it'll be a time travel-based economy. Um so no, but with uh I, I've been kind of joking about it, like semi semi joking about it, but honestly, one thing that I've been hearing people say is that Biden's not going to actually take the nomination. Like some people are speculating that he is going to bow out before the convention, citing health reasons, and they're just going to give it to like Cuomo or someone like that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Cuomo would be worse. I mean, like I'd be fine if they gave it to somebody, but like, that's the thing is like, they're not going to give it to somebody like Warren. No, no, hell no. You know, they're not going to give it to like Klobuchar or like somebody that actually ran. They might give it to Bloomberg. If they give it to Bloomberg, I am absolutely voting third party. I do not care. Like I think that after the nothing that was Bloomberg's campaign, like he spent all that money and he, was in for like one day know, and then and dropped he out again. Got exactly what he wanted, which was not Bernie. Yeah, that's true. That's all he wanted that because is true. he wants to keep his billions of dollars. That literally nobody needs. Ugh. Anyway. I, just, I don't know. Like it just sucks. Like everybody keep saying like oh but you know after the black plague we had the renaissance i don't know yeah but I just, we had I feel a... like that's just not gonna happen this time like i feel like after covid19 we're gonna have fascism mm-hmm. <laughs> like i just don't i don't know 
I don't know. I like, I don't know. Like, people are, like, I know, like, some people are, like, trying to, like, be like, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And I'm just. I don't know. It's already not fine. <laughs> like, oh my god. And like, nor like, like the the one nice thing I would say about COVID is like I've seen a lot of people who I wouldn't have thought of, and I think I talked about this last time on the podcast as well. But it's like a lot of people who like I would not have thought of as like progressive or radical who are saying things like we can't return back to normal. Normal wasn't working, and like sharing that sentiment a lot. And that gives me hope in like a weird mm-hmm. way because it's like okay, all of these people who I never really thought of as like very political are like sharing like a pretty radical statement. I'm saying, but like I don't know what their definition of like better than normal would be, you know? Yeah. But it seems like a lot of people like don't want to return to like how things were, and I don't. But mm-hmm. I don't know if like America can have that same kind of like working. But I mean, the reason, like, I don't know, I feel like the reason we had working class solidarity in, like, the 20s and the 30s, I mean, like, but we had a socialist president in the 30s. I don't know. Not really. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, social democrat, for sure. Um, Certainly more social democrat than any president we've really had since. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, the the I've lost all hope in the election. In the election being the thing that turns around, but I'm like, and it's also it's really hard to riot when you're social distancing. Like yeah, <laughs> that's the other problem that I'm feeling right now. Is the like, the the thing that it's really easy to do though is a general strike. That's and true. If, if if that could be organized, then. That's even easier to organize during social distancing of COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, everyone's at home anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, except for the essential workers, and if they stay home... Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Then all grinds to a halt. Um, without their brain and muscle, not a single wheel would turn, to quote <laughs> the song. Yep. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're some nerds have a podcast. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, are we, we really going to try to talk about, like, popular culture right now? <laughs> Fun things. What's po- happy things. What's popular? What's pop? Yeah, what's popular right now? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, a lot of the same stuff. We talked about... Did we talk about Animal Crossing last time? Or did we, we not talked, have it yet? I we talked I... briefly about it, but I think you had just started playing. I don't know. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I guess we could t- I just, like, I'm thinking... We've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, constantly thinking about, like, that Captain Holt. Uh, quote which is like everything is garbage never Never love love anything and it's just I don't know there you go that's popular culture (laughs) Uh, I don't know we did we talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine I feel like we did I want to talk about you did talk a little bit about Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah I but you can talk more it's fine it's and so it's really interesting. And I remember like reading a think piece about um, this particular creator because it's the same guy that created um, like Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and created The Good Place. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't know. I might give The Good Place another chance after this. I think you like, should. It's, you should. I, yes. I just, it wasn't, I didn't find it funny. I, 
it it's like a slow it's like Parks and Rec. Like you know how like the first season of Parks and Rec was like really slow. Yeah, but I laughed during the first season of Parks and Rec. Like there yeah. were jokes there that I found amusing. Give it a try. Give it a try. I would I would recommend. I did. I watched most of the first season. Watch the rest of the first season. Watch the rest of the first season, Nick. Um <laughs> God, I wanna see I wanna see it's Michael Schur. Oh yes. Yeah, like it's that. Michael Schur. Um is the guy that he created uh The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and Parks and Rec. And I remember like reading a think piece about how like the joy of particularly of like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like, these are the things that you wish, like this is how you wish local government was run. And this is how you wish like cops were like who cops were. Um, and that's where like the joy of it comes is this, it's like this sort of fantasy of like, like they're not crooked and like, they're out, you know, they're looking out for everybody and like they care about the community and things. And like we're in the sixth season right now. And the big arc of the sixth season is Captain Raymond Holt, who is um, he's like out. He's an out black gay. He's like, I've been an out black gay cop since the 1980s. You can't scare me, um, which is great. And <laughs> And so it talks about, like, his progression of the character. But, like, so he got um, shot down for commissioner in favor of, like, an old white straight dude. And so, like, his season-long arc is about he's getting into a fight with the new commissioner over um, a return to stop and frisk. And so, Mm. like, really publicly fighting against that. And it's just really, like, I don't know. It's sad that that's like a fantasy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but like, but it's like that's like the joy of the sitcom is like you're watching this and you're like, you know. Well, one of the things that I found interesting about the show is that like the early seasons were like didn't get like super political. Like they had like they they introduced Captain Holt as like a gay character. I think like in the first episode. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like, that's as, poli- I guess, as quote unquote political as it got was just the fact that a gay person exists. And then like, as it went on, they were like, they started dealing more and more with like the realities of like police brutality and, um, and all the, the attention that's been drawn to it in the last few years. And like they even did like a very special episode, like yeah, kind of a thing. It yeah. was it was weird and like it was called Moo Moo. The yeah. episode was called Moo Moo, and we were like, oh, and we came off of like a really silly, goofy episode, and so we we're like, oh, this is. And it started off as like a really silly, goofy episode, and you think like it's gonna be about like Jake and Amy learning if they want to have kids or not because they had it to. It still like, was like that was the B plot, right? We like babysit because Terry asked them to babysit. Like, he has to, like, stay late because um, he's applying for, like, another position, like, a part-time position to be, like, a liaison, um, I think, to city council. And so he has to stay late. And they're like, well, we'll take your kids. And then it starts off this, like, chain of events where, like, because, like, Jake is an idiot, he lets the kids play with the windows and the kids, like, toss out their blanket, their blanket called Moo Moo. And then Terry has to go through the neighborhood 
through his own neighborhood. It's just like a really nice, you know, it's a nice place. Like, and he goes through the neighborhood, like trying to find his kids stuffed animal. And then he ends up getting stopped by a beat cop. And the beat cop is like, ends up, turns out he's like a racist asshole. And, um, I don't know, like how, like I can't think of like the best way to describe it, but basically, like it, like, it, it just becomes a whole episode about how, like, uh, like black men in New York are over policed, you know. It, and it's like, well, why are you in this neighborhood? And he's like, it's my neighborhood. Like, I live three doors down. Like, I'm looking for my kid's stuffed animal. They tossed it out of the car, and then like eventually, it doesn't escalate because he's like, I'm a cop, and he ends up running his name through the system and it's like, oh, you're Sergeant Jeffords. Like, I'm really sorry that I stopped you, but he's sorry that he stopped him because he is a cop and not because, you know, you shouldn't be stopping like just random black guys in their neighborhood who looking for their kids, stuffed animals. And um, it ends up like becoming like a really like touching, like, I think I almost cried during that episode. It's, like it was so. It's so weird though. Like, like for me, it felt it felt so forced in because it doesn't match like that story doesn't match the tone of it the show yeah. at all. Um, and so it's like, but it's, all of the characters had very organic responses. Like, so Raymond, so the captain um, response to it is like, you know, don't make waves. Don't make a, don't make a formal complaint, formal complaint about this because like, you know, we need to like rise to a position of authority and then we can make the changes that we want to make. Right. Which is very in line with his character and how his, his character like approaches conflict and has like approached his career. Um, and then versus like the Sergeant who's like, no, I'm going to complain. Like this is ridiculous. And like, he didn't do anything to me, but like he could kill the next guy that he stops. And like, I, you know, I don't care about the long term. We need to get this guy off the streets now. And it was a really interesting, like, like Nick said, like, it's not. And like the B plot ends up like. The B plot is like very goofy. It's very goofy until it's not. And like, they're trying to like liven it up. But it was one of those things where I think they were like, no, we really, if we're a cop show, we have to tackle this. And I can't think of like another cop show that does yeah or would you know yeah i mean the, not that that's like a genre of, of television that i really watch a lot of yeah my my grandma used to watch uh blue bloods um which is a cop show but that's that's still very kind of apologia for cops yeah um, yeah and yeah. so like they may they would probably bring it up as like a bad apple kind of scenario but like not address it in a, any appreciable way yeah, yeah. Uh, and they definitely that is one of the things that i appreciated about the way that brooklyn 99 approached it was like yeah i know that no one in this precinct would do yeah. that but that's because they have you as the lead as you know in charge captain holt and they know that if you they did something like that they would have to answer to you but like other cops from other precincts and so it's like a, a moment of like Okay, these characters you all like. Yeah. <laughs> but like every other cop in New York City is probably not like yeah. this person. You're you're looking at the Night Watch from Discord. It, from, basically from Discworld. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good comparison actually. Mm-hmm. Where like, this is the Night Watch, but the Day Watch, those fuckers, they'll just they'll just harass you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's exactly right. Where it's like, yeah, it's since we just follow this one precinct, it's like Which the, is like a really diverse with right. like you know, and yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but No, um, no, go ahead, like finish your thought. Because because it's like and they bring it, but they also like very much bring it up a lot, like um the fact that there's, you know, two Latina um police officers in the precinct and like I think like Captain Holt makes like a like says something about it like you're now the face of like every like Latina police officer in NYPD and (laughs) you know and so it's like they recognize like their unique circumstances and they talk a lot about it um but yeah and then like there's like another one where they there was I was also thinking of like the PR episode yeah where Captain Holt gets transferred to the PR um which they they kept him in like public relations for a really long time even though, like, he wanted to be a captain of his own precinct and even though, like, he wanted to do actual police work again. And so he ends up getting transferred back um, and tries to do a campaign of, like, tries to do, like, a public, a pro-public relations campaign. And, and like, the fantasy of it is, you know, he ends up taking a picture, like, he ends up, like, putting posters of, um, of Amy, no, Santiago. Santiago, yeah. Um, the, it like ends up putting a posters of like Amy Santiago and like, Hey, and, and people, you know, cause it's New York. They like write shit and like, like they give her like a Hitler mustache and they like graffiti all of the posters. But then it's like on the Twitter feed, they're also like bringing up really concrete, like real world examples of like, you know, and stop and frisk and like bonds being set too high and racial profiling and um, in the end, Raymond Holt decides instead of doing like a pro cop kind of PR campaign, he's like, you know, let's recognize the mistakes that we've made and make a PR campaign about that. And like giving people the opportunity to send like feedback and have discourse within the community, which is like what you would hope <laughs> that these people <laughs> would do. And it's like, that would be nice. And then it's like, oh, right, this is. This is a fictional TV this show. Is <laughs> like fiction. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it is like a really it is a really good show. Yeah, it's funny. You know, it's um, fun. The the characters are are recognizable. You know that they, they and they're very like defined. Yeah. Um, like very well defined and very well developed because everyone kind of has an archetype that they sort of fit. But then there's, like, complexity within the archetype that makes them enjoyable as, like, people. So it's, like, they don't just... I guess it's, like, you you kind of know who every character is, like, by the end of the first couple of episodes. But the way that they write them, there's still room for you to be surprised by them and, like, how they change. Um, <laughs> so it's really good character writing. Like, you know, like, like, you're, like... Andy Samberg. Yeah. You know, <laughs> of Lonely Island fame. Yes. Plays Jake Peralta. And I remember for a really long time, I didn't want to watch it because I didn't think, like, I didn't really care for a lot of, like, Andy Samberg's humor. Mm-hmm. I thought for a while he was, like, too much like a mini. They were trying to push him as, like, a mini. Um, Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler. Thank you. But that's not who he is. No. He's, like, way, I hate to say way smarter. <laughs> No, like, I, I like, well, that's not a hard thing to do with uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, like, so his humor is a lot smarter and his character has a lot more depth. And I was like, oh, I was kind of like bummed that I missed out on like watching the show from the beginning because because of that like idea that I had in my head. But I mean, that was like kind of the narrative that they were trying to push of like, he's like the new, like the younger, hotter Adam Sandler. And then like you watch his stuff and you're like, oh no, he's like a thoughtful performer. Um, Cause it's like, you know, he plays like the, the goofball who never grew up. Um, and then you find out that like part of the reason why he never grew up is he never knew his father. Yeah. And it's like, and they talk like very openly about like, his issues with his with his dad and they also like talk very like I like that none of the characters even though they're all cops none of them are like hyper masculine douchebags no even like Terry who's yeah Terry Cruz who's ripped, ripped like, <laughs> completely built right and even that they're like oh but he's like a good dad and he mm-hmm. loves his kids and like you know, he has like a whole. He loves ep- yogurt. And he loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. Like, <laughs> he studied abroad in Japan. Like, that's a callback joke a lot. And so, those are the things that I like really appreciate about is like, they all very much like eschew traditional masculine roles. And then the characters who are like the villains or the antagonist are the ones who embrace that, right? Like, the vulture yeah. is like an antagonist through the series because he's from major crimes. And comes and like steals other people's cases, um, right before they get solved, and um, and he is like a total like party bro douchebag, and he's the villain. He's like the he is the antagonist of of this series. Like a lot of the series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's no, it's a. And listen, like n- nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> All seven seasons are on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> get, go watch it. Yeah, we've we finished most of it God, in like, like the last two weeks. It. It's upsetting. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like we don't have other things we could watch later on. Like we still yeah. we still need to finish Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's other things that are coming out. Parasite's coming out on Hulu either this week or next week. I think it's out today. Oh, nice. We should watch that. When I logged point. in to watch House Hunters. They were telling me to watch Parasite. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm watching House Hunters. <laughs> I mean, Parasite's kind of like House Hunters. We're going to find a house of rich people whose lives we can steal. Um, I wish Sounds that was great. the plot of House Hunters sometimes. <laughs> Instead, it's just like, I can't see past paint color. <laughs> I don't know if I've made this joke on the podcast before, but like... How like watching House Hunters with you? I think is was the most influential uh, thing in like radicalizing me. <laughs> <laughs> like watching rich people like look for houses and just infuriating. There, there needs to be like uh, like a like a a spinoff um, House Squatters. House Squatters, <laughs> yes. Squat Hunters. Squat Hunters. Squat Hunters, yes. <laughs> Just looking at uh, at uh, houses that have been purposely left vacant for tax purposes. And just living in them. Yeah, just, yeah. hey, hey, move in. Check in on you in a couple months, see how you're doing. And uh, keep everybody's faces pixelated and all the locations secret so no the cops come. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really entertaining. Uh, yeah, I'd watch mm, that show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh... So that, anyway, I have I have not been watching a whole lot yeah. except um, for the one night that I binged through the second season of Kingdom. Nice. I still haven't started it yet. 
Yes, it's um, I I don't I don't know how much to talk about it then if you haven't watched I, the rest. Yeah, of it. I I haven't I haven't uh popped that lid yet. So let me please do give give me a chance because at least still hasn't seen season one yet. I have not. Do you want to see season one? I think she would enjoy it. I don't know. I don't because it's also like we're in the house together. So if we're mm-hmm. watching something, we're usually watching something together. Um, gotcha, gotcha. I did subject her to a few episodes of JoJo the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm most of the way through part three now, and I think you'll like part four. So, eh. That's the one that's basically like Twin Peaks, because it's like a murder mystery in a kooky small town. But there's stands. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stop. No. <laughs> that's also the one that has uh, Savage Garden as the end credits. Because it's set in the nineties. Oh, I do like Savage Garden. Yeah, now. you do. What's what's the one with the 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 Pillar Men? That's part two. That's part two. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't I haven't seen except what you showed me. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Mostly, I've just been kind of being on the computer, been hanging out with a lot of friends, uh, playing D and D at night. Um, playing video games. We got okay. So uh, Skyrim. Yeah, I've been seeing you've been playing that. Yeah, so one of our friends managed to get Skyrim Together uh, going, which is a mod that allows you to play Skyrim but multiplayer. Hmm. Um, it is bugged as fuck. Oh, I'm sure uh, it is. <laughs> and uh, I wish I had footage for this. Maybe, maybe I think one of my friends uh, took a screenshot. Now maybe I'll, I'll ask him for it. But um, you know, we're we're walking down the road. And suddenly we come across this group of, of soldiers and one of them standing up on a horse for their screen, not standing up on a horse for my screen. Uh, and then one of them just starts elevating, just starts like levitating up into the sky and doesn't stop. <laughs> yes. Uh, and whenever like in certain rooms, you would kill somebody and then their bodies would start to move. And then eventually every body and, like, item would just be, like, plastered against the wall <laughs> um, because gravity went sideways. And it was, it was, Skyrim is notoriously buggy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Even though it's, is, like, a decade old at this point, you'd think they would this fix is it. far more bugs than I have ever seen in Skyrim. And <laughs> uh, oh, in a quick succession. Um but again, it's it's a mod that's still kind of getting the kinks worked out. Yeah. So it it works. It just works. Uh, <laughs> just <quote works>. Time. <laughs> it just works. Uh barely. But it's hilarious to do so. Uh so that's a lot of fun and I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um but what else happened in it? There was um okay, so like you would come across a person. It, it was as if we had three people playing, and each one of them was seeing something slightly different. Okay. Um, so there there would be, like, a, um, a random event that would fire. Like, you're walking down the road, and you come across a warrior or somebody that's, like, there, and you can interact with them. You could fight them. You could whatever. Um, but each one of us... Because, ha- like, the way the game runs is it, like, runs each of our game's in the same world. So like if you're going through a dungeon and there's a set number of enemies, that number of enemies will be multiplied by the number of people playing it. Uh, which is wild to see like three copies of the same person that you're fighting. Um, but in this case, it just kind of had a different random NPC show up. So like I was talking to an orc 
but it, on their screen it was a Nord or a Red Guard, and it was just like, are we all? We're all having different delusions. It's like you're talking to to three different three different delusional people are all playing a game together. It's great. That's fabulous. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so just little stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Not not a whole lot of like watching stuff. I was uh, watching live streams and things like that, but I don't know. It's weird. I have time now. I have I have, but I'm just not interested in really sitting down and watching TV shows. Yeah. Mm. Um I'm I'm on the computer, you know, for working from home, and then after I'm done working from home, I'll be on the computer to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. Uh, I've got a computer for work and I've got my my uh my gaming computer, so it's like mm-hmm. You know, get up in the morning, go to my work computer, work on that for the day, and then get up and go to my other computer mm-hmm. to play games at night. That's been my quarantine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've I've just been kind of sitting here watching the days go by, uh, hoping I still have a job when this is over. Yeah. And uh, petting my cat a lot. Yep. Uh, Pato your cato. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going going a little stir crazy here sometimes. I think. Yeah. I, uh, I miss people. <laughs> I don't know. I've I honestly I feel like I've been doing more socializing since social uh, like social distancing started than I had yeah. before. Like, cause it's just like, oh, I want to hang out with this person. Cool. We're both at home. Let's just hop on like Zoom or Skype or Discord. Mm-hmm. And, like, just hang out for a bit. <laughs> like, it's actually been really nice. <laughs> like, I don't have to contend with anyone else's schedule, because we're all just home all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, been doing a lot of that, but even still, I just miss people. Yeah. 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 You know how People it is, are right? garbage. Why would you miss people? Nah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Never anyway. love anything. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Holt. Anyway, also he owns a corgi, so he's very right about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, I've been, I don't know, we've been playing games together. We we, we played. We have? Yeah, we played uh, Left 4 Dead. That's right, we we did. We mostly talked about that last last time. Yeah. But we, we, we did play some more Left 4 Dead. We finished we Left 4 Dead it. 1. Yeah. Uh, we started Left 4 Dead 2. Um, I don't know. Left 4 Dead 2, I feel like I'm not very good at shooting games. Mm-hmm. Like, I I am not uh, a gamer in, like, a capital G gamer. Um, and so I I don't... I'm not very good with, with, like, aiming and reflexes and stuff like that. But Left 4 Dead 1, I felt like by the end I got kind of a handle on it. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I can do this. I'm not the best shooter. I'm not the worst. I'm somewhere. You know, I I can manage with this group of friends. Left 4 Dead 2. I felt like a whole lot worse. I felt a lot stupider <laughs> playing that well, game. Well, Left 4 Dead 2, I think, is a harder game. Like we were kind of talking about that. Like me and one one of the other friends who's been playing with us have kind of had a conversation about like how much harder that game is. Like the AI is tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they do not care about throwing specials at you. Mm-hmm. Like what, what was that moment where we had like 
it was like a jockey, a spitter, and a tank all spawned like at the exact same time. Mm. And it was just like just miserable. <laughs> yeah. Um so and-, and I've also been like I like because I was the second highest person on our kill count during Left 4 Dead 1, and I went I've considerably dropped in Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if that makes the game, if the challenge makes the game more fun for people. I don't know. I've been feeling, like I say, I feel stupider <laughs> going to that game. I feel like I suddenly got bad at video games. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll get better with practice and with time. Yeah, that's the way that usually works. Um, <laughs> related to that, I've been playing a lot of Doom Eternal. Mm. I've almost beaten it. I think I'm on the last level. If not the last, I'm probably on the next to the last. Um, like I saw the icon of sin before we started recording today and I'm like, Oh, there's the icon of sin. I guess I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> famously the, the last boss to doom two, which was secretly just John Romero's head on a pike. Um, but, uh, it, that game is, that game is really great. And like the difficulty curve is ridiculous. Um, so I did all the secret challenges in the game that unlock the, the unmaker, which is like a secret weapon. Um, and those things are like ridiculously fucking hard. And there was one that gave me a whole lot of trouble purely because of the monsters that were in it. Um, there is, there's one boss that you get to in the game. And, like, when you first get to him, it's, like, him. And then, like, they'll spawn some, like, really low-difficulty enemies so that you can go around and, like, spawn more health for yourself and, like, ammunition and stuff. But, like, uh, the, the, the boss character is really tough. Um, it, it's called a Marauder. And, basically, he's got a shield, an axe, and a shotgun. And if you try to shoot at him, he'll just pop the shield up and it'll bounce back at you. If you get too close, he'll knock, he'll hit you with the shotgun. And if you get too far away, you have to like, he'll throw um, energy particle, like energy beams at you from the ax. So you have to maintain the exact right distance from him um, and pop him with your shotgun when he's about to attack with the ax and then attack him with something else when he's stunned. And, like, I can do it if he's the only person in the room. Like, that's the thing. Because I have to have all of my attention on him and maintain the exact right distance from him at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten to the point of the game where they just will spawn marauders in other encounters. And so it's like, oh, yeah, you've got to deal with this. And also an Arachnotron. And also a Mancubus. Good luck. I'm like, cool. Thanks, game. Um, but when I do it, I feel really great. <laughs> mm. Um, and going back to like the earlier levels, like even the ones that were giving me a lot of trouble at this point, it's not that my weapons are that much better, which some of them are like I've upgrade, I've fully upgraded most of the guns in the game. Um, but you just kind of figure out how to move around the map so much easier to make distance between yourself and the, uh, and the enemies. Um, I've heard people describe it as like, sort of like um devil may cry in first person 
which is honestly what this game feels like because you have so many different options and there's so many hard counters to specific monsters and you get like so many different movement abilities. Um, I think my favorite at this point is the super shotgun because in the last game, when you fully leveled up the super shotgun, I think the bonus you got was that you can fire it twice um, Mm -hmm. before having to reload, which is cool because that gun is awesome. Uh, in this game, though, they gave it a meat hook at the bottom, which is uh, the the left control, like the left click on the mouse, sends out a grappling hook to grab onto an enemy and pull you close to it. Um, so you can just like see someone f- if you want to make distance, find a monster far away, meat hook onto it, and just fly across the map. And when you fully level that up, it turns into a flaming meat hook. And fire in this game drops, like, armor from enemies for some reason. So it's just fly around the map, get armor, double jump, air dash. Like, um, there's a rune you can get that if you left click while in the air, it slows down time. Um, So you can, like, aim precisely and fire. So it's, it's a lot of fly up in the air, left click, slow down time, aim a headshot. And then dash out of the way. Right. Um, And it just makes me feel cool as hell. Like, it's so much fun. What's up, Elise? Nothing. No, it's just you said that exactly like the, um, the, the Lizzo song. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Baby, how you feeling? Feeling cool as hell. I do my air dash. Check my ammo. Stop. No. Stop. Never. You started this. This is what you have unleashed upon the world. Lizzo. Found the episode title. Does not deserve this. (laughs) (laughs) She is a beautiful woman who, like, is great. I don't know. She also, like, put up a bunch of YouTube videos of her playing flute while doing a guided meditation. Oh, that like or giving a guided adorable. meditation and so it was like she'd play the flute and then she'd tell you to like breathe and relax it was great Lizzo was great anyway. <laughs> um but I don't know so I'm almost done with that I've also been playing the Phoenix Wright games mm-hmm. um because we bought those on Switch uh I'm almost done with the first one I can't remember if I played past the first one. I think I owned the second one, but I don't remember if I ever beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Those games are still fun. Um, yeah, I, I remembered that I actually have a DS. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, like... yeah, I said I would bring those down to you. I haven't had the chance to <laughs> to locate we'll them. leave them in front of the... Uh... Yeah, we'll leave them in front of your door. <laughs> Just put them on, on top of the mailbox, and I can pick them up that way. Mm. Uh, um, so yeah, those games continue to be great. Uh, and Animal Crossing continues to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want, yeah. we're, we're kind of putting our island together. We have our museum now. We've got, um, I think we've got three, like four we islanders got a, now. We have four, no, yes, we have four islanders. We have one unoccupied house that's been built, uh, we have a bridge that's really exciting, and we got into a huge argument <laughs> earlier this week. Nicholas, would you like to explain why we got into that argument? 
Um, well, Elisa's wrong about how she's designing the island. <laughs> because All right. What it, the the planning committee is is clearly having some disagreements. <laughs> what are what are the two disagreements? So side? so so I I cannot Nicholas wants chaos. Yes. Nicholas I, wants like houses near the waterfall or houses on like stilts. I don't fucking know. He thinks like <laughs> you should put things in weird orders. And I had a very sensible plan, which was to set up all the new houses in a nice line. Side by mm-hmm. side in this mm-hmm. one small area. <laughs> everybody gets like their own little like area, like, like, like a little postage stamp of a yard. And it's great. It's fucking great. Like, fuck off. Like, okay. Like, shut up. So, so in the, given this, you know, magical land where you have this entirely uninhabited island that you can set up however you want and like des- decorate and design however you want it, Elise is like, I would like a suburb, please. Just like a regular suburb where the all the houses are exactly the same and right next to each other, so that no one can, has any privacy. Because I don't want to like, like. I don't want to, you know, destroy the uninhabited beauty that is the wild part of the island. I'd have to get rid of my orchard. You wouldn't have to get rid of it. You can dig those up and move them around. Can... Where am I going to put I... it? Where am I going to put the orchard, Nicholas? I don't know. Wherever you want. Oh. I, I have to actually kind of agree with Elise in this regard. Um, <laughs> you would. But but <laughs> but is there a way to have, like, um, like high-capacity, brutalist, like... <laughs> public housing no way <laughs> no way they're adorable little cape cods and they should all go in a nice neat little row it's not weird stop looking at me like this i don't know the fact that alex agreed with you and then immediately followed it up with a uh, defensive brutalist architecture <laughs> i feel like wins the argument for me Shut up. <laughs> no it's great everybody gets their own like little house and like yeah yeah, we should. Everyone gets their own little apartment. No, their own little house, which they should have on their own part of the island. I don't want that. <laughs> it's just you know, I just don't understand why we can't have like suburbia and communism. <laughs> you know, like I I don't feel like those two things are like mutually exclusive. You know, like we could all like well, live in like happy little Cape Cods with like postage stamp form of a yard and like I mean if you if you could build the public infrastructure necessary to sustain a like like every suburb has like a train stop kind of thing then you might make it work but I don't know because suburbs are just kind of based on that idea of like the sprawl and the car which is I don't know not the greatest. Car bad, train good. Um. We could just, like, everybody could have a bicycle, and then you could ride your bicycle to the train, and then we all take the train. That's true. You know, or we that's have, true. like, happy little cars that, like... But that's been ableist, but yeah, that's true. You know, or, like, like little cars that, like, run on electricity, like, little, like, smart cars. Like a little like a little... You just, like, ride it to the train station, and then you take the train to, like, wherever you need to go. Like, shut up. This is my dream, okay? <laughs> like, a couple of months ago, you were like, what's your dream, like, dream society? This is it, okay? <laughs> like, I want to have, like, my orchard. I want to have my neighbors. I want to have, like, just enough privacy that I can have, like, my cup of coffee on my, like, de- my little patio or whatever but then like be able to go and like walk to my neighbors and and have like a little block party that's all i want 
But well, congratulations. We, the three of us have split the left three ways once again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, so, so that's, that's your society plan for the island. What about, what about you, Nick? Do you want to defend he wants chaos? chaos? I don't want he chaos. He just wants anarchist chaos. I don't want People chaos. People live in wherever they want to live. Yes. Like you can go be by the, 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 like, which ruins the natural splendor for everybody. No, it doesn't. You can incorporate the natural splendor into the way you're doing it. You can just, like, move some trees around, because you don't even have to cut them down. And you can just eat some fruit, dig up a tree, plant it someplace else, and then, boom, build a house there. Like, that's that's the, the beauty of the game. Uh, maybe we'll just burn Ember Isle to the to the ashes, and we'll just start anew. <laughs> we can move those houses. Okay. Like, once we have the town hall. Just be more indebted to Tom Nook. I mean, like, I don't think we can do it with a loan. I think you have to pay out of pocket for that. But by that point, we should have enough money trees that we are just, uh, like, shaking, like, breaking it in hand over fist. I don't think the money... I think they only work for, like, once. I don't think they work no, repeatedly, I'm do pretty they? sure they do work repeatedly. Oh, shit. It just takes them a few days to regenerate. Um, we could actually have an entire grove of money trees at some point, if you really want to. Oh, that would yeah. be fun. Let's have an entire grove of money trees. Um, and also, if you want, like, the to experience the beauty of the uninhabited islands, that's what the the air, the, the nook miles are uh, for. But like, I just want to have my orchard, yeah, which I've have... also like planted all of my trees in a row. Yeah, which is not weird, for the record. No, it's not weird. I don't know. It's just it's just funny because like we we did watch a video of someone playing it and Elise was like oh I think I maybe designed the island wrong because like she was seeing how the other person had it set up and how nice it looked. You don't have to tell everybody that. Yeah, it was, it was um, kind of cute, like where they were by the the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. Put a little house by a waterfall. It's nice. Fuck you. That's not the house you get though. No, that's fine. Um. I don't know. We've been doing that. Uh, I guess there's like a plateau that I could move my orchard to. Yeah. I guess I could do that. Maybe. We could get rid of some of those pine trees. They're not doing anything. But like, you can't just get rid of them because they don't like produce anything. Like, no, no. I wasn't you know? saying that. Like not, and not get rid of all of them. Just like, you know, a little bit of little culling of the, 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 the pine Thinning trees. of the herd. Yeah. Um, if you don't produce money or fruit, you're out. <laughs> That's that's Nicholas's promise for Animal Crossing. I don't know. I've just seen. I I do know a lot I mean, of people. Some but someone has on Facebook. A friend of mine has has uh, described Animal Crossing as a furry capitalist simulator. So <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty accurate, right there. <laughs> it's not really capitalist though, because like you're just getting money for the things that you produce. Like nobody's and, labor's being exploited. Right, and like your labor's being exploited. No, not really. Like Tom Nook gives you a loan for it. Uh, like gives you a loan for the house if you want to upgrade it, but then it's like you pay it off in whatever size installments you want at whatever speed you want. Like there's no deadline, um, mm. and there's also no interest. Mm -hmm. So you know it's it, it is it's money that is loaned with no expectation of being paid back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh. I, I've mellowed on Tom Nook a little bit more in my older years. So it's like, man, I don't have to pay interest on this. Like, he's not going to send debt collectors out if I don't pay for, like, weeks at a time. That's not bad. <laughs> and at the end of it, you get to own your own house, and then he upgrades it for you. Like, that's kind of neat. 
That was kind of neat. The Tanuki bastard. <laughs> His kids, on the other hand. They're, they're, oh, Timmy and Tommy can burn in hell. They're creepy and weird. <laughs> they just follow you around the store like you're going to steal something. <laughs> like, way to racially profile Timmy and Tommy. <laughs> fuckers. Anyway. Also, I was probably going to steal that tea set if they weren't looking. Oh, man, that tea set yesterday was really oh, nice. Oh, it was so nice. It was like a thousand bells. I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing with all this money? Can you steal stuff in Animal Crossing? No, you can't. No, you can't. Ah, yeah, it'd be kind of funny though. There are um <laughs> in uh Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, you can totally steal things from the store. But if you do, mm-hmm. the next time you go into the store, the um the shopkeeper will insta kill you with force lightning. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, "Oh, I know it was you that stole the thing," and then he'll zap you and you'll die. And when you start the game back up again, everyone will start calling you thief. And will refer to you as Thief for the rest of the game. I think something similar happens in uh, Twilight Princess with the soup. Hmm. There's, there's like a bird that's selling soup. And you could just take the soup. But if you don't pay for it, then the bird will attack you. I don't know if it's like deadly. But there's something similar to that in that game. I have not played enough of Twilight Princess to be able to say for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like... Honestly, that's most of what we've been doing is just like mm-hmm. some one of us will play uh, Animal Crossing or something on the Switch while the other person watches uh, something on the TV. And then every once in a while, I'll go play something on the computer, usually Doom. Um, I Man, I'm so excited to get to the end of that game. I don't know mm-hmm. what like. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards, like if I'm going to keep it installed to play a little bit of the... Um, multiplayer because the multiplayer in that game is pretty solid um but like i've gotten almost all of the collectibles <laughs> like i've done <laughs> almost everything there is to do in the single player campaign <laughs> so i might just uninstall it so i can install something else <laughs> um maybe killing floor two if we just all decide that that's something that we want to play after left for dead yeah yeah we people have been talking about that and some of our other friends been mentioning that they got it too that weren't playing left for dead yeah uh so how many people can play that game six six okay yeah so we could totally have other people play it absolutely uh yeah it's the the difference is is, is not doesn't have as much of it doesn't have a story like left for dead Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that it is much more playable. And especially since you get to like, at least with Left 4 Dead 1, I've never played the sequel, but with Left 4 Dead 1, you get to, um, level up your classes. Uh, Left 4 Dead 1? Not Left 4 Dead, uh, sorry, um, Killing Floor. Killing Floor, yeah. You can level up your class because you choose a class at the start of every game. Um, and the more you play as that class, the better it becomes. Like, the better your starting equipment gets and like... I'm trying to remember what, like, some of the other things are, what, like, what you get for leveling up your classes. But it's basically, like, better weapons. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That would be definitely something worth uh, worth getting back into. I'd also be down for playing Killing Floor 1 again. Just because I have so many, like, highly level characters in that game. Like, I think, like, my, uh, my melee character in that game is really high level. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be harder to kind of, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be interested in playing more stuff, I guess, is where I'm getting at with this. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I'm, I'm always down for stuff like that. Did we talk? Did we talk? that? Uh, no, I was just asking Elise. Did we talk about Monster Prom last time we, what well, we recorded? 
We did not talk about Monster Prom. Least do you want to talk about Monster Prom? I love it. It's great. <laughs> the only thing in this world that's not garbage, besides our cats and corgis. <laughs> Everything else is dead to me. I'm just kidding. Um, Even Animal Crossing? Oh, no. I guess I like Animal Crossing for the most part, except for Timmy and Tommy. Fuck them. I, I feel like I've already said that. Um, yeah, no, it's fun. It's, you can play it solo or you can play it in a party format, um, which is pretty cool. And it's it's a party dating sim, which is kind of fun because it's like it only lasts like three turns, three, four turns. It, no, it lasts longer than that. Okay. But like, but still it's, you know, because like dating sims can take for goddamn ever. And so it's kind of fun that it's like a dating sim, but in a party format. And then it's it's a lot of fun to like play with multiple people. So it's set in like a fictional high school um, mm-hmm. filled with monsters and you play as like one of four characters and you try to date the monster. You try to take the monster of your choice to prom, but it is actually like really hard to convince people to like go to prom with you. Yeah. I thought I was doing really well killing it. And then at the very last minute, they're like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go with you. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's like, you have to do like everything just right. Um, But the, the, game then like rewards you um with either new storylines or with like new storylines or like new characters or like new things that you can do um with like different upgrades so it doesn't make it feel like it was like a waste of time um which is kind of fun there is apparently a sequel that came out too yeah yeah, yeah. it's um, uh monster prom goes to camp yeah something like that or camp monster prom um so you should do the same thing but it's at camp um yeah, and there's, like, new characters and things. Apparently, there's, like, a guidance counselor um, in the next one. Uh, so we were playing the upgraded version. We both owned the basic one and played it a few times. And then um, we got the, the DLC, which had uh, a fangirl Cthulhu character. Who I love. And she's great. She was adorable. That was the one that I was, like, trying to get and... And failed. Should have let me have her. Because I could have done Oh, I could have done it. Whatever. <laughs> um, if I can't have her, no one can. Just kidding. It sounded very... Uh... I, know. I went for the ghost, the party girl ghost. And I, I feel like I was doing okay, but I kind of screwed up too many interactions with her. Yeah. Um, I did... Like, I had all the stats for it. It was the annoying thing. But like, I didn't... stats alone. Yeah. She should be mine. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, a robot... The yeah, the robot is great. Um, so I don't know, like those things are cool. Um, so it's like it's a fun game. It's a fun game if you're stuck inside for the foreseeable future and you yeah. want to like play something dumb fun with your friends. Play with friends over the internet. Um, yeah, I remember we played once, like the three of us, yes. um, in person. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, we we played with uh, we basically we had a, a double date, a double date with uh, another couple friend of ours, um, so it was it was interesting like having <laughs> the two like these two married couples like talking about who they're gonna take to prom. It's a lot of fun. Um, and tomorrow night we're gonna be doing another one similar to that with uh, another group of friends with where we're playing on a website that I've never really done much with but um alex have you seen uh board game arena i have not no what is board game arena board game arena is a website where you can play a whole bunch of different board games online for free 
Um, oh, okay. Including ones like it's not it's not just like you know checkers and like backgammon like that stuff's there too. Um, as is Nine Man's Morris, which I really appreciated. Um, <laughs> but they also have like Takanoko and Sushi Go and like board games that we own and really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's yeah, like, I'm looking looking at the website right now. Uh, you have to you have to sign up for an account, but it's like the account is free. Um, so I don't know I don't know who runs it, but it's like it seems like a pretty cool way of going about uh, doing that kind of stuff. So another thing that you can do while stuck inside play board games with friends yeah that sounds great sounds like a lot of fun i might have to check this out mm-hmm. i played a game on there the other day just to see how it worked and it seems like it you know it works pretty well like and if you don't know how to play a game you can uh they'll run you through a tutorial um and like when you first make an account they ask you like which of these games do you know and they'll make recommendations for you on what you should try based on ones that you said you have played and liked Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, there are some games that aren't on there that I really wish were, uh, there are other game, there are other board games that are on steam though. Uh, mm. which I might add to my collection for that. Cause I have like small world two, I think. And, um, Carcassonne maybe, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a few board games on there, which I'll have to look and see how like multiplayer for that works. Like if everyone has to have a copy of it. Sentinels of the mm-hmm. Multiverse, that's another one that I have. Um, I have to see if everyone has to have it or if I can just host a game remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be something else to, to look at doing in the future. I think Pandemic yeah, yeah. Pandemic is also on Steam. It's like 10 bucks. <laughs> well, is that the, the Pandemic no, on Steam it's, that's, it's, that's the board game the board or is that game. the Pandemic on Steam? Okay. Oh, that's right. Because the there was there was a game called Pandemic that was a flash game that was later ported into a computer game called um, called uh, Plague Inc. I think. Right. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah so. so, names the same, different game entirely. Uh, but yeah, no, that that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking at all these games here, and it's like I could totally play a lot of these games. Like that's that's a lot of fun for for like testing out to see if you'd like a game yeah that's you know like things like even after you know this is all over there's i'm sure i'll go to a store and i'll see a game and i'm like this looks like a lot of fun this is forty dollars i don't want to pay forty dollars to maybe have fun yeah um but i would test it out and see and if it is then absolutely sure so that might be something to check out for that at least yes uh there's a game standing out called Stone Age that looks like it might be fun. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that one. <laughs> but, uh, alright. Well, I was actually looking at my Steam to see what I've been playing. Because um, I, I had some trouble remembering the- what it was I was actually doing uh, outside of Skyrim. Uh, and it was Sid Meier's Civilization Three. Oh, wow. Uh, which... <laughs> Uh, you know, when, when, when you're, you need to get back to the classics, I guess. Um, but I remembered what it was is that I like about it. Uh, and it's not like the fighting and the combat and all that. For some reason, I just really like organizing, like, like all the infrastructure, (laughs) like getting, getting the cities put in the exact right place 
making sure that they're all connected, getting all of the resources all organized, all, all, all in, that stuff. All in neat little rows, all in one little place. Also that it can benefit the most amount of people with the least amount of effort. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that's that's... That's something that I just like when I when I needed to unwind. Like I, I, I there had been a couple days when I'd been having like a bit you know rough time. And it's like what what can I do? Well, I can try to organize this this thing. And I tried playing it, and I got like instantly declared war on in the first age. And I'm like, this is sucks. I'm gonna restart. <laughs> and I found better better starting position where it's like. I didn't get into any wars until it was the Middle Ages, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I can I can work with this. Um, was it? And so that's what's that? Was it Gandhi? Did Gandhi declare war on you instantly? Gandhi was not actually in any of these games. Um, no, it was. Uh, oh God, who was it? It was the Aztec. Uh, the Aztecs declared war on me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So they uh, Montezuma. All right. Yeah, so that's 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 what I had done for apparently about thirteen hours last week, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to Steam. Um, and also, there's a game. I, I'm hesitant to really bring it up because it's barely a game. Okay. Um, but it's called Galimulator. Oh, let me see if I can pronounce this. Uh, Galimulator. It's like a portmanteau of Galaxy Simulator. Um. And I say it's barely a game because it's really just kind of a let it run in the background kind of thing and occasionally do something, uh, make a choice or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like it's, it's, it's a game that you have a a galaxy and you have a space empire that randomly forms and he's like, take control of this space empire. Okay. And it basically just runs itself. And eventually this, you know, rise and fall of empires and uh, it just kind of simulates it in the background. And occasionally you choose which stats of the next emperor do you want? Do you want to try to diplomatically end this rebellion or do you want to try to militarily end this rebellion? Or do you just want to ignore it and hope it goes away? Um, And it's just like a nothing background game that I kind of had on uh, while browsing Facebook and Twitter and such. so, like I say, a, barely a game, but apparently I played a bunch of it this past couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to play a lot of something if you're only occasionally making choices. Yeah. And that's, that's, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I've been doing this past, this past uh, couple of weeks if it seems like I've done nothing. <laughs> but I've probably done everything. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I no, I know exactly what you're saying. Like one day is kind mm-hmm. of bleeding into the next, and time is starting to lose all meaning. Yeah, like I keep, I kept waking up later and later, and like today, it's like no, I have too much shit to do. I have to wake up at normal time, <laughs> um, and it was the biggest pain to do. But uh, yeah, no, time time is relative, and uh, lunchtime is doubly so. Yes, indeed. All right, but. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone with anything else? Is that a podcast? Uh, do we have any plans for, for the next couple of weeks? Anything that we will want to talk about next time? I'm hosting a really big party. Uh, all of my friends are going to come together. We're going to cough directly into each other's mouths. 
<laughs> oh shit! Sign me up. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Uh, we, gotta, we we got Boris Johnson flying in. Oh, Final Fantasy VII is coming out this week. Oh yeah, um, that's the thing. I'm really excited for that. That's one. That's one of the reasons why I want to go ahead and finish Doom. <laughs> is because I don't to play Final Fantasy huh? VII. To do that, Final Fantasy. Yes, so I can I can dedicate more time to Final Fantasy. Mm. What's up, Elise? At least got very close to the microphone. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII uh, remake um, is finally did... coming out. Uh, I played the demo. Demo is awesome. Mm. Um, I'm... Yeah, I think you've met. Did you mention the demo? Already? I, I'm pretty sure I did. I... Yeah. Um, but if not, I will. I'm sure next time I will be talking an awful lot about Final Fantasy VII and finishing Doom. All right. Um, how about you, Elise? Anything you're looking forward to? <laughs> she just kind of shrugged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no games really coming out that I'm particularly looking forward to or anything like that. Still waiting on news about, um, Megalobox. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice if that came out at some point soon. Oh, mm-hmm. did you finish, uh, the season of My Hero Academia? I think so. If if I watched the last episode, let me let me quickly check. That's the benefit of of like you know what the the one benefit of not recording this in the same place is that I can just get on the internet that's right in front of me <laughs> easily. Yeah. Uh, without having to mess around with my tablet. Uh, the the most recent episode, the last episode was uh, the one with Endeavor fighting the Nomu. With, uh, okay, no, I did not. I, I played, I, I, I watched the, the one with the, um, uh, what's it called? Let it flow. The, the one where they actually performed the oh, show that they were going to do. God, you're like two or two three. weeks back. Yeah. I was going to say you're, yeah, you're I'm two weeks back. behind. Yeah, no. Because Keep Your Hands Off Izukan ended, and I thought, well, okay, I guess that's the end of anime season. <laughs> no, uh, there, yeah, there was two more weeks of My Hero Academia. Um, and yeah, now that, that's the end of that season. Um, we're not going to get more for like a year. Like the, the, the next season is scheduled to come out in June of 2021. So, well... Yeah. Like I said, everything is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got plenty of time to watch JoJo, though, Elise. Everything is garbage. JoJo. I have no plans. <laughs> Life is futile and meaningless. Well, well, I will definitely watch those last two episodes they, and we can talk all about they're it. They're the real good. The, mm. the, like, the, that whole season is like is pretty good. And then, like, the the school festival arc is, like, fun and, like, nice and lighthearted. And then it's, like, okay, big, like, crazy fight at right at the mm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm really missing Izukan because, like, that, that ended and I'm, like, what now? <laughs> but JoJo. Jojo, Jojo will be there for us. Jojo will always uh, be there for you. <laughs> Did you ever finish uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes season two? No, that's another one that I need to start. 
There's another one that mm. I kind of want to go back and rewatch the first season with Elise because I think Elise would actually enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I think that's a podcast. We're starting to ramble All a little right. bit. Starting to ramble a little bit. You're starting to get a little uh, robot-y on my end. Yeah, you, it's probably just Discord. You were for a second uh, on my end, too, so I think it is Discord. Uh, well, hopefully our audacity is not picking up robot us, and it's just picking up regular us. So this should be a moot point. Uh, but yeah, so thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Alex. Nick. Jolies. And we have been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. And uh, good night, everybody. Let's that. Bird.